Welcome to the regional finals edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I am Joe Serrera, and I am joined, as I have been every week this season, by... Spencer Turkin. And uh, we are down to our final four and the final four in each of the NCHSAA's eight classifications. Uh, I'll run through the matchups first, and then we'll talk a little bit about each of them. In class 4AA West, Charlotte Vance at 13-1 and one is coming to Marion Kirby Stadium to face Page, also 13-1. and one. That is an excellent matchup. We'll talk about that one. 4A Dudley Panthers heading on the road. Dudley at 13-1, going to 13-1 Charlotte Catholic. Uh, this is a repeat of last year's regional championship game at uh, Tarpley Stadium at Dudley. And uh, we will definitely be talking about uh, last year's game and implications for this year. Going down to 3AA, Eastern Guilford home Friday night, as they have been the Wildcats throughout the playoffs. Uh, they are 14-0. They get a 10-4 Jacksonville team that did not have the greatest of regular seasons, but has been on a roll in the playoffs. And in 2A, unbeaten Reedsville, 14-0 against 13-1 Lincolnton. Uh, two very high-scoring teams, and that'll be a lot of what we talk about on that one. Let's start right at the top with 4AA, and that is Charlotte Vance and Page. Yeah, uh, talking about a tremendous matchup, this is, uh, uh, this is huge, huge. For Page, being able to stay at home throughout the playoffs, uh, Mary Kirby Stadium, one of the toughest places to play in our region, possibly in the state, um, SW. They're only lost by one point all season long. Um, uh, home field advantage uh, for Page and, uh, and Will Jones and Javon Leak and company, Tyler DeBerry and uh, and. Alan Tisdale and the rest of that crew. I mean, uh, Kevin Gillespie uh, has to be really thankful that uh, the advance is coming up, uh, which means a two-hour bus ride up to come play a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bottom line is that uh, that this game is uh, is going to really set the pace for what I believe will show the rest of the state that triad football this year is is the hub. Of, uh, of high school football, that uh, I, I sincerely believe that we are going to have two teams from the same conference that were separated by one point in their two state championship games. Yeah, that would be Dudley and Page. Obviously, a 23-22 win at Page by the Pirates earlier in the year uh, that basically. Uh, separated one from two in that conference and is the reason that Dudley is having to go on the road at Charlotte Catholic. You know, when you talk about Vance, you're talking about a high-scoring team. Uh, they come in averaging 50.6 points a game. Uh, their quarterback, Kingsley Afedi, is a very good dual-threat quarterback. He's committed to East Carolina, 6'3", 210. Uh, a couple people I've, I've talked to said there, there's a little James Summers in him, a, a former Page quarterback who led the Pirates to a state title. And he's it has been in East Carolina the last couple of years. Uh, Kingsley Afedi, a very intelligent young man with offers from Harvard and Yale before he committed to ECU. Uh, he can make a lot of things happen. The defense 
for Page, though, I think is going to be the key in this game. If this is a shootout, that's got to favor Vance and the style that they want to play. The only time that Vance has been held under 38 points in a game this season was at Kannapolis A.L. Brown, and they lost that game 24-21. And this Page defense has been playing very, very well all year, very underrated uh, when you can hold a Dudley team to 22 points, and six of those were a pick six. Uh, that is good defense, and that, I think, will decide this game. That and the fact that Will Jones, the last two weeks of the playoffs for Page, the quarterback, senior, wanting to get back to a state championship game and kind of uh, atone for his team's poor play last year against Mallard Creek. He's been playing great football the last two games, and if he plays as well as he's been playing, I like Page's chances against a team that's had to win in overtime the last two weeks, uh, Vance. And these are two teams that are familiar with each other. Vance came up here to the Dudley Jamboree back in August. It was a weird day. The Vance bus carrying their defensive players broke down on the way up. You talked about that bus ride. It's a long one. And when the teams were set to go against each other during their segment of the scrimmage, the only players for Vance who were at Dudley were the offensive players, so they went against the Page defense for the entire segment. Uh, Will Jones playing a lot of defensive back for Page toward the end because guys were just tired. Well, later on, the defense showed up, and after all the other teams had finished, the Vance defense went against the Page offense for a full segment. So these teams have seen each other twice as much as most scrimmage opponents would, and I think they learned a lot about each other, but that was back in August, and a lot's happened since then. So we will see what happens on Friday night. The field may be a little tricky there. Page has had some problems with a with a wet field and moisture was by there today. It's covered with tarps except for the end zones. They need to dry it out a little bit if they can before Friday night because it is supposed to get very cold Friday night and you do not want that thing turning to ice as the game goes on. So we will oh, see. Well, maybe you do. Maybe that's how you slow Vance down. I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah. Obviously you can't grow the grass out like at Notre Dame when they used to uh, Keep it long to slow teams down, or in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field. Yep. Maybe you uh, you make it a skating rink, and uh, they move Winterfest from downtown Greensboro over to Marion Kirby Stadium. Who there knows? you go. But either way, it's going to be a great game. Going to be an interesting game. Going down to 4A, where the Dudley Panthers are hitting the road to play Charlotte Catholic. This is the same program that ended Dudley's season last year in the West Regional 4A final at Tarpley Stadium, 17 to 8. We, as you mentioned earlier, Spencer, I think are both expecting a low-scoring game once again. Uh, Dudley, the only time that they were held to thir- less than 32 points was that 23-22 loss to Page. Uh, Charlotte Catholic's only given up 12.2 points a game. Uh, Charlotte Catholic is a, a wing T team, and that's something that uh, Dudley does get to see every year with Southeast Guilford. Uh, Charlotte Catholic is a, is a more athletic, more talented team out of the wing tee, but uh, it's something that if you've seen it before, it's got to help you. They are a team that wants to run first and foremost, wants to be very physical. Uh, One runner, Jack Brigham, with almost 1,500 yards, another running back with 975 going into the game. Their quarterback, Brady Berger, doesn't throw a ton of passes, 142 for the season, but when he does, they average 21.6 yards per completion, and that's, that's what you expect to see with the team that runs the wing 
opposing team. When they throw, they, they want to be sure that they've got you in a position where you're not ready for it, and they want to hit you deep and punish you for bringing eight, nine, ten guys up in the box. And Dudley has the defensive backs who can cover in those situations. They are a little banged up. DJ Crossan has been battling an ankle injury for a few weeks. Uh, Miles White had a punt partially blocked at Davie County last Friday night, got banged up on that play and did not come back into the game. They're going to need those guys because they're both good in run support, but especially in the situations where Charlotte Catholic sees something they like and wants to go deep, those defensive backs are going to be huge. Yeah, they will be, but uh, let's, let's also rewind now to 2013 when Dudley won the 4A state title and played Scotland over at NC State. The week before, they played Elijah Hood, who's arguably one of the most talented running backs in all of college football now, mm-hmm. uh, and Charlie Catholic. And that was at Tarpley Stadium also. And it came down to a fourth down stop. It was fourth and two, and it was late in the game. It was Jim Odo's last season. Mm-hmm. Okay, And Dudley... Dudley came up with the stop. Albert McLean blew up the center and, and came through and, and took care of business. So the, it, it's right now in these most recent years with these, you know, with the fan basing or fan bases remember in the last five years, it's one to one. This mm-hmm. is going to be the deciding game in this series and before Dudley moves down to, to three. And uh, this is a huge game. Make no mistake about it. This game, both teams have a ton of respect for each other. These two programs. Uh, uh, I mean, there's there's definitely a healthy respect between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've learned a lot from each other. Um, these are, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Stephen Davis was on Jim staff at the Shrine Bowl. Correct. And um, now I understand that, that Coach Odo is not, you know, with the program anymore, that the coaching change happened, but they still run pretty much the same offense. Yeah, Mike, Mike Brodowitz p- picked up and, and hasn't missed a beat, and he runs the same stuff because it works and because, because it works. their kids come up through a feeder program, a middle school program, kind of like what uh, Bishop McGinnis has with the Junior Villains program here, where those kids know that offense before they even get to Charlotte Catholic. They know a lot of their schemes on defense, and they're ready to go. And it, it's the kind of thing that, that North Southeast Guilford did for years with Tommy Persley, and Southeast Guilford does now with Coach Fritz Hessenthal. Those kids come in there knowing the system, knowing the terminology, knowing how to play that style of football, and Charlotte Catholic has it rolling uh, in a big way. You know, that's that, they certainly do it. And but but the point I'm making is that, that these these two teams know what's coming. Mm-hmm. There are no secrets. There are no. There are not going to be any surprises. You know, Charlotte Catholic's not going to come out and run spread option. Right. Dudley's not coming out and running the triple option. Right. from under center. It's just not what's going to happen. Both teams know exactly what to expect. It's going to come down to who has the more disciplined, talented team. Mm-hmm. Dudley needs to commit fewer penalties to win this ball game. That's they one of the do. points I was going to get to. 15 penalties last week at Davie County. A lot of them offensive holding, something they've had a problem with at home, on the road, in numerous games this year. And they can't afford turnovers. Neither of these teams commits turnovers. I mean, I'm looking at the season stats, and Charlotte Catholic 
and Dudley each as teams. Six turnovers for the season, and they both forced turnovers. Dudley with 17 interceptions, eight fumble recoveries. Charlotte Catholic with 23 interceptions, eight fumble recoveries. They want to play both of them strong, physical, disciplined football and make you make the mistakes like you're talking about. And penalties, Dudley's got to cut them down this week. If they get off to the kind of start, I don't think they're going to get off to the kind of start where they fell behind 14-0 at Davie County, but they can't fall behind 14-0 at Charlotte Catholic and expect to get out of no, there with that, the win. No, that can't happen, and they can't commit penalties. If they do, they're going to lose. But uh, let me make this very, very clear. I'm taking Dudley to win this. Hendon mm-hmm. Hooker, in my opinion, will not be denied a state championship mm-hmm. ring. Next up for, for Dudley will most likely be Scotland. And you're talking about Samir White, who's who might be the best player in the country. Yeah, he's, he's considered the top running back in the country in the class of 2018, and he can go wherever he wants to go, and they will welcome right. him with open arms. Yeah. But, but let's, let's just face it, that they're a one-dimensional team, and Dudley eats up one-dimensional teams. Exactly. So this is the big game for Dudley. Yep. They get through this, it's, it's Hendon Hooker versus the world, and I hate to put it on one young man's shoulders, but it just it's the way it is. And he wants that. He wants that opportunity. He wants he that responsibility. It. He wants it. He's embraced that role. And uh, and as he mentioned uh, to us earlier this year, uh, his job is to win a ring as a starter and to win a ring for his brother and to ensure that his, bro- his younger brother uh, has a ring before he leaves high school. And uh, this is his chance. No doubt about it. Going down to 3AA, Eastern Guilford, uh, another team that plays great defense, has played great defense all year. Uh, there's no reason in my mind to believe that they won't do that against a Jacksonville team that is 10-4, and four, uh, has had some, some tough losses during the course of this season, but also one really bad loss. Havelock beat them 41-6. to six. And Havelock is a great program, but uh, this is a team that, to me, on paper at least, is not going to be a match for an Eastern Guilford team that is having the greatest season in the history of that football program, is at home, and is one step away from playing for a state championship at BB&T Field in Winston-Salem next Friday night. And, and has a coach who's been here and done this before. Doug Robertson, exactly. express how important that is. Yes. A lot of times when you have a first-time head coach in the state championship game, it, 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 there's a lot of overanalyzing and uh, and a lot of wide-eyedness, and that's not going to be the case. Right. Despite the fact that this school has not reached this level of success since 1981, this program, led by Doug Robertson and this staff, these guys have been here before. Exactly. They know what this is. There's no novelty to it. Right. They're here for business purposes only. And I fully expect them to take care of business. Last team we want to talk about, a uh, another game that could be very high scoring, a little bit like the Vance Page game, is Reedsville, 14-0, at home against 13-1 Lincolnton. The Lincolnton Wolves come in with a team averaging 50.7 points per game. Now, Reedsville's averaging 53.4, so... Uh, but. A lot of that Reedsville total is their five conference games, which were no match. They were all shutouts. But still, 
Reidsville can score points, but when you look at some of the offensive stats for the, this Lincolnton team, they, they are uh, mind-blowing, I think is the way I would put it. They've got a quarterback, junior Cordell Littlejohn, who's thrown for 3,576 yards, 49 touchdowns, uh, a running back, Xavier McLean, with 2,117 yards rushing and 29 touchdowns, one receiver, uh, Sage Surratt, and if the Surratt name rings a bell, it's because he and his brother Chaz were at East Lincoln last year. Uh, Chaz went on to North Carolina where he's redshirting this year, was a top quarterback recruit for them. Uh, his younger brother Sage has 2,031 yards and 27 touchdowns receiving, and another receiver, Langdon Givens, with over 1,000 yards and 18 touchdowns. So this is a team that is used to scoring points. Uh, they, they give up some points, and that's probably where Reedsville's got the edge. Reedsville, admittedly, with some soft conference games, still has only given given up 6.8 points per game this season. Uh, Lincolnton, 23.3 points per game defensively. This Reedsville, I don't think, wants to get into a total shootout with Lincolnton, but I don't think they're afraid of them either. No, uh, but I'll tell you what. I mean, the again, just like I mentioned with with Doug Robertson, Jimmy G has been here. I mean, this is nothing new. This is right. nothing new for the self-proclaimed uh, uh, football capital of North Carolina. I mean, this is where they expect to be. Yes. And they're here. Yes. And honestly, uh, I should say they expect to be one week further. Mm-hmm. And and that is the expectation up in Rachel. And so it's the uh, it, that's the plan is to be there. And so, in order to follow up and follow through with the plan, those guys are going to have to take care of business. And uh, I'm picking them, too. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that assessment. And one thing that they have have had going for them this year is they're in two A, and their arch nemesis Shelby is in two double A this year. They don't have to worry about them if they can get past Lincolnton. They will either play Edenton Holmes or they will play South Columbus. And this is probably the real test for Reedsville. This Lincolnton game on Friday night, if they can get get past that, they would also be headed over to BB and T Field in Winston Salem on December seventeenth. They would be the the third game, the 7.05 or later start. Those games don't always start on time, as we well know. But, uh, you know, as you say, this is Reedsville. This is where they expect to be. Uh, They want the pressure. They want to be in this situation because that's the only way you win championships, and that's what Reedsville football is about, winning championships. So uh, I expect them to be fully prepared for this game, but it will be a fun one to watch up there. Certainly. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast. Uh, We fully expect to be back with you again next week with at least one and possibly as many as four teams playing for state championships. Would not shock me, but uh, we expect to be back with another podcast next week to talk about state championship games. And we thank you for listening throughout this season. And you can get all of your high school sports news daily in print in the News and Record and on our website, our high school's website, hsextra.com. And you can follow me on social media on Twitter at Joe Serrera NR. And of course, you can follow Spencer at Turkin35. Thanks for listening.